We Win presents the Winner's Circle Podcast. The Winner's Circle Podcast, a weekly women's empowerment podcast geared toward uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring women to live purpose-driven lives. We have healthy conversations to unpack our issues in a safe space and achieve both personal and professional breakthroughs. The conversations are different here at the Winner's Circle. We look forward to conversing with you. Um, so you told us about um, when you first recognized that you had the gift of healing. Um, do you have any testimonials that you would like to share or people that you have helped, that you have healed, um, that you could share with us, you know, their stories without, of course, giving their personal information, but just kind of um, some of your success stories? Mm-hmm. Now, I cannot go on record, and this is just a full disclaimer of having said, um, I've healed anyone. Sure. Um, it's just not legally. Of course. Not, <laughs> I don't want anyone dragging me off to court and doing me the way that they did Dr. Sabi. But I, that's why I phrase my words very carefully. Like I will help you help you guide yourself back to wellness. My biggest things have been here lately with people that have come to me and they've been displayed. Um, COVID related symptoms and they're on the brink of like shortness of breath and not even being able to speak because it just is requiring too much air and literally a simple upper respiratory tea that I have created and the thing about it is I created this tea prior to um, COVID even come came knocking because my mom and my brother had really bad asthma and I'm just saying like you know we can we can get those lungs repaired and get them back to moving and, and breathing so you can come off these asthma pumps and it just so happened that those same herbs that would do that for asthma because it's an upper respiratory thing would do the same thing for COVID so you know just really I've created a protocol for people to follow and it's something that I have for free so if anyone is listening and they know someone who is affected by COVID feel free to just send me an email or go on my website and reach out to me or reach out to me on Facebook and I will send this protocol to you for free that I've created all you have to do is just buy the things most of them can be found on Amazon or in your local herbal shop a couple of things you can get from me and follow it and people are getting better and on the recovery side in like two to three days if they follow everything to the teeth you know like that's the key about it like if I say take this every hour set your alarm take it every hour get out in the sun spend three hours don't do the complete opposite you know so I really have been helping people stay out of the hospital keeping that fluid off of their lungs keeping people from the not having pneumonia or having to be incubated or anything of that nature if they follow the protocol they're on the upswing of things so you know that that has been like probably like my greatest testimonials and when people are reaching out to me and they're saying thank you so much I'm so happy that I found you I'm so happy that I got your tea I feel better I'm able to breathe I can you know move and I'm just I'm grateful because 
you know, this COVID thing has really struck a lot of us because people have been dying or we know people who have died of it or are not wanting to go to the hospital. And so just being able to create things that I know would work and keep people on the wellness side of it, like return, helping them recover real quickly. Like for example, probably about two weeks ago, a client who bought CMOS from me um, said, well, hey, you know, I know these people, they did a video shoot and everybody who was on the video shoot got sick. What can you do for them? You know, Mm. and it was probably easily six to eight people that were affected and probably about two of them were really, really sick. And it was a matter of people went home and gave it to their spouse type of situation. So it started off with like the six people and then they went home and it spread. And so, you know, I was able to just make tons of CMOS. Like they bought CMOS from me by the hundreds of dollars, making them tons of CMOS and giving them this urban protocol and the upper respiratory tea and the elderberry syrup. And I just checked in with them like yesterday and everybody was like, almost back to 100 just because they followed this protocol that I've created they took their teas and they just listened to their 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 bodies and just followed the directions so I've just been grateful for the knowledge to do that and just to be able to help people and keep them out of the hospital and not to develop pneumonia or just to turn into really dire situations so And that's exactly what we need, because, again, if we're able to be, you know, proactive and to get things in order beforehand, then, you know, we don't have to have to hear these horror stories of, you know, having to go to the hospital and get on these respirators and and all of those things. So I might need to get some of that tea from you anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I am encouraging everyone. I'm going to um, I'm actually my husband's waiting on me. He's my graphic designer to put everything in a list because what I'm doing is creating a list like a shopping list of things that I would encourage people to stock up on before winter comes like you know because when you're buying herbs and supplements it can get a little pricey like if you got to shop out and it's like oh crap I've, I've spent $125 mm-hmm. or whatever and for some people that may be taxing for their budget but being able to buy a little bit along the way so that if you or anyone else Um, comes in contact with COVID and they get sick, they're able to just turn it around because COVID destructs the body by the hour. So having to fight the virus by the hour is what you have to do. So get when the symptoms start, it's already too late. It's too late to wait to order something from Amazon and have it come. Right. To even rush out in the store, it's like you've got to have this stuff in your on hand and ready and to be, go and be mm-hmm. ready to go so that you can know and understand what those first symptoms look like and what you need to take as soon as the first symptoms start to appear so that you can reduce the viral load because by reducing the viral load you reduce the symptoms and the destruction in the body i think also like it's, it's also boils down to being in tune with your body right and mm-hmm. knowing when something is off or like you said because sometimes you know we might have come into contact with people who you know were you know were did t- have have covid or you know might be asymptomatic and so you don't really know all of the time but i know for me since this um since this virus has come and like you said it's shaken up a lot of people i've been like really just paying attention to things and like you said 
being proactive. Like I, I started taking elderberry and then I got the sea moss from you. Um, I was doing apple cider vinegar. I was doing turmeric and, you know, just things that, you know, I've heard been passed down, you know, from generations and family and things like that to, you know, make sure you're taking these things, make sure you, ha you have these supplements um, in your body every day to kind of help build your immune system and fight those things off. So, and like yeah. you said, it can get pricey, but when you think of, $125, $150 towards herbs versus five and $600 for this medication or thousands of dollars when you're in the hospital for a hospital stay. I'd rather spend that 125. <laughs> yes, exactly. When you compare the two, you know, it, it is not apples to apples. So you are most definitely right. And when you said the apple cider, it also reminded me of now is a good time to get your fire cider tonic brewing. That will be something that will really help you throughout the, the summer, not the summer, the winter months. And it takes about six to eight weeks to brew and it's a real simple concoction i'll go over it briefly and if you don't catch everything you can simply google fire cider tonic which is a base of apple cider vinegar with the mother adding whatever you like to onions ginger garlic turmeric um, you can add lemon and oranges um, and habanero peppers or jalapeno peppers it really has to be fiery and spicy and letting that brew for six weeks and shaking it up like you know a few times a week and then when it has brewed for six weeks you just strain it mix it with some honey and then taking a shot of that a shot being one ounce or a tablespoon a daily and it's such a big big boost to mm. the immune system because you have all of those antiviral properties of the onion and the garlic and the citrus in there and it isn't like a surefire recipe you can pack it in a, a largest jar you can have and just brew that stuff up i would probably would brew three or more 64 ounce jars and just let them just let it get brewing and the longer it sits the stronger it would be so that you'll have it and it'll last you throughout the winter like people who are fire cider tonic heads and they are like diligent to drinking this every day they already have theirs brewing like they're they're waiting on fall they have it on deck <laughs> yes because as you know with each fall we already have issues with colds and viruses and everything so now we have covid added to it as another layer layer so it's you can't do too much in these in these days you can't you can't literally do too much like take your elderberry eat your sea moss drink your smoothies take your herbs drink your fire cider tonic take your vitamin c your z right like you can't you can't do too much you know it's all natural and it's all just extra layers of steps to just keep you well and healthy of course diet being the first thing of course um, you know so the standard american diet is not the diet any i would recommend anyone to be consuming on day-to-day -day basis like if you look at your plate and it's chicken wings and french fries and you're washing it down with soda you mm. got it you have to change that like you have to change that or sitting down and eating like big old crab buffets like that stuff has to come to an end not saying that you can't ever eat it but this just can't be your daily diet sure you know, 
because it's not feeding the body vital nutrients that it needs in order to keep itself healthy, you know? So adding in a salad, skipping breakfast, or maybe having a break, um, a smoothie for breakfast, or just skipping breakfast all together. There's nothing wrong with fasting. You won't die. You're 20 more pounds overweight. You got enough fat on you that your body's going <laughs> to Exactly. Be you're not, not going to die. You may feel sick. You may disease, feel like it, but you're not but going you're not to going die. To, you mm-hmm. know, and, and when you fast, the body goes into a state called autophagy. What autophagy is, is when the body is cleaning up those cells that that the body no longer needs. It's cleaning up. It's kind of like, uh, like a. It's literally like a deep cleanse when you fast, past the 24, 36, or 48 hour hours um, time frame. The body is really just cleansing and purifying itself, which is helping you level up in in your in the health department. You know, so fast some, you'll save money. So we eat too much anyway. Fast. We eat way too much, and man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I used to fast more so for spiritual reasons, and I still do that. I still do spiritual fast, but I've started incorporating um, more of, you know, cleansing and, and just healthy fast. Um, I do intermittent fasting. So I think I was sharing with you earlier that that's it started with intermittent fasting. And then, like you said, I started saying, you know what? I don't need all of this crap. And it really came from, I felt so much inflammation and bloating. And I just felt like I was swollen all the time. And I didn't know why I was like, I don't know what it is that I'm eating. Is it something in particular that I'm eating? You know, do I have a wheat allergy? Cause I, I would notice if I ate bread, then I would feel swollen. If I ate certain cereals, cause I don't think I've been, I was a really bad eater. I just think there were certain things that I was eating that wasn't agreeing with me. And as we talked about, you know, listening to your body, your body will give you those signals to say, Hey, this is not what we need. This is not working for us. And so, um, I started off, like I said, I would do, um, I would fast, for spiritual reasons where I would do like a Daniel feast and I would just do fruits and vegetables and water and that was it and I would do that for like 30 days at the top of the year and I felt so much better when I was done with that and then I would go right back to the terrible eating um so with the intermittent fasting I do the 12 8 so I only eat between the hours of 12 o'clock and 8 o'clock and I was doing that but I still wasn't really seeing a difference and so I said you know what I'm cutting everything out I'm going to cut everything and I'm going to just do smoothies and I'll do one meal a day and that will just consist of one protein a healthy protein such as you know fish or chicken um, I'll do a green leafy vegetable and if I'm going to do a carb at all it'd have to be something like brown rice or sweet potato or something maybe quinoa um, but I said I'm not doing any bread no pasta no processed foods no junk food no snacks no anything and I started to really see a difference I started to see the inflammation go down I started to see the bloating in my stomach go down I felt a lot lighter Um, And I was like, okay, so, you know, I've been continuing that sometimes I'll take a day off, like you said, a cheat day or something where, yeah, I'll have some crab legs or I might want some wings. But for the most part, I just realized that, you know, I had to change my relationship with food because one... Um, and, and it started with, I had a, a colleague of mine, she recommended a book to me, 
because she does intermittent fasting but she said you need to read this book called appetite correction and it talks about just our relationship and how food is how how food affects us mentally and she was it was like once you grasp and understand the concept of your relationship with food and how it's a mental thing and a lot of reasons why we just eat and snack and things like that we're not really hungry we don't need the food we just are eating for different reasons and once you start to kind of control that it was like it's not even about going on a diet it's just understanding what your body needs how much of it your body needs and being able to you know um intentional about sliding the plate away and so that's been helpful to me because like I said I would just you know I just eat just to eat and I was younger so I would eat and not really feel the um the recourse of my actions I you know I was always kind of small and I didn't weigh a whole lot so I would eat and my metabolism, I guess, was burning it off. And then when I turned like 25 or 30, that changed and everything I ate just stuck to me. So now I've become more intentional about what I'm putting into my body, what makes my body feel good and noticing that something that doesn't agree with me and just being like, you know what? I can't have that. Yeah, I love steak, but no, steak does not love me. I can't have that today. So and I have coined the term of conscious eating um like if you go to my instagram page um nikki can cook and that's where i focus on like conscious eating and like i know and understand that everybody isn't going to switch over to a plant-based diet or become vegan that's just not their lifestyle They're, they don't have a desire or to be inconvenienced by that so i really love to just meet people where they are and just helping them to become aware of just what you're putting into your body and how that affects you so if you eat weed and that causes bloating and inflammation and joint stiffness, then don't eat wheat. There are too many alternatives to constantly consume it and it and it does damage to your body. The top inflammatory foods are wheat, sugar, meat, and dairy. Those are things that the majority of people consume on a daily basis and they walk around with so much inflammation they don't even realize it. But if they just took out three of those things, they would feel much better or just ate them in moderation. We don't even need bread. When I let bread go, it's kind of like, I don't even miss you. Do I care for a sandwich? Excuse me, from time to time? Of course I do. But I just make a conscious decision on what type of sandwich I make. I buy spelt bread. Spelt bread is a grain of wheat, but it's an ancient grain of wheat. It's not that genetically modified mess that mm. they have sitting on the shelf. Yes. It can be on the shelf for weeks and weeks. And when you bring it home, it doesn't mold. And although it's bread is made from wheat, yeast, and sugar, and water, when you look on the back of it, it has like... 25 30 other different ingredients so right you, made that at home, it you would need all of that yes so i've you know if you're in the metro atlanta area i go to the decap farmer's market i buy spelt bread there it's only four ingredients on it it's spelt flour it's honey is yeast and salt that's it and you- i will i buy it and i put it in the freezer and whenever i want a sandwich i pull it out does it taste different yes it's different, but I know that when I eat it, I'm doing good for my body. So I have learned to eat to live and not live to eat because I feel better. And I can't ever, I used to be 35 pounds overweight and I can't ever go back to that person. Nothing mm. in me will ever go back to being. Now, and then most people will look at my picture, they'll be like, oh, you look fine, but I didn't feel good. I felt yes. like an old lady in the inside. And I don't ever want to go back to that person, ever. 
And that's where I am right now. You hit the nail on the head um, because like I said, and you know, I don't mind sharing my age, I'm 40. And so, you know, something has come to me, like I said, between talking with my doctor um, who really pushed me to do the, um, the raw diet. Um, and I was like, I'm not ready for that yet. Like I can make some modifications, but I'm not ready to go cold Turkey. And I feel like if I have to set myself up for success, then I want to be realistic and set realistic expectations and, you know, eventually get to that. But like you said, learning to how to eat, to live and not live to eat. And that's kind of become my mantra and being more conscious of it. Um, and paying attention to the preservatives and the things that we're putting into our bodies. Because at the end of the day, like you said, we want to be here. We want to age gracefully. It's going to be about us being good to our bodies. We want our bodies to be good to us. So we have to be good to our bodies. And I just felt like at 40, I was having too many aches and pains, too many, too much inflammation. And people would look at me and say, well, you don't look overweight to me. You look perfectly fine to me. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. five foot one and I'm 140 pounds. And that doesn't sound like it's a lot. But for me, I was... T- I'm, I was more than 20 pounds overweight. I, for my age, I mean, I'm sorry, for my body frame and all of that and my height, my weight, I'm supposed to be about 120 pounds. And so 140 pounds was a lot of weight for me. I did not feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt sluggish. I felt tired. I felt fatigued. And so I knew that I had to get that weight down. So like I said, taking the steps towards and kind of owning it, now I'm down to about 133. So I still have a ways to go, but I'm like, I'm going to get to that 120. And then, you know, you always have those body shamers that are like, 120, you're going to be a stick. And no, I won't be a stick. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to feel good. And I'm going to be, again, you know, I'm going to have vitality and I'm going to be more energetic and I'm not going to be, you know, lethargic and tired all the time. That's the goal for me. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be all thick and, and I'm not knocking that at all, but I'm saying it's more about health than it is about how I look or what curves mm-hmm. I have and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I accepted the fact that it was a horror fact for me to accept, but I'm not a curvy woman. That's just not my body type. So it's like, there's no need for me to hold on the extra weight for a quote unquote to have a butt or anything like that. I'm just not a curvy woman. I just have a straight frame. I accept that and I embrace that. When the point in time comes for me wanting to build some curves, I can do that in the gym, but I'm not going to hold on to that weight just so that I can appear to look curvier. And, you know, that was a mental change for me to take that had to take place in order for me to just release that weight that I had been holding on to. And while I had been a relatively healthy eater most of my life, um, when I was 12, I stopped eating red meat. So I spent like my whole entire adult life not eating red meat. Then I became a vegetarian. But I, I had to learn the connection between carbs and my body type. And I had to heal my insulin resistance because where I was avoiding meat or maybe I might would sit down and have like a plate of carbs, those carbs packed on a lot of weight for me. Mm. And where it would relatively look healthy because I have beans and rice right. and a side of vegetables and stuff and maybe like fried plants and like that might would be what I would sit down and eat. But it would just blow me up. It mm-hmm. had so much weight to me so when I cut out those things and I cut out the sugar and I started doing intermittent fasting and and picking up heavier fasting days of 24 36 48 the weight came off and I didn't I didn't even step foot in the gym 
it just came off. And I had fought weight all my life. And I was active at that. Kickboxing classes, CrossFit. I was in there like three, five times a week. And I still was plump. Wow. Diet, man. Diet. Mm -hmm. That's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. And like you said, um, which goes into a whole other conversation, but being okay with you said you said you you accepted the fact of okay, this is what my body type is. We have to embrace who we are, you know, and love who we are. That goes into the whole self-love thing of being able to look into the mirror and love the person that you're looking at, loving the person that's on the other side of that mirror. And for some of us that that's that might take therapy, that might take counseling or you know whatever the case is, but being able to really embrace who you are. That's the beginning of it because once you have that self-love and that self-awareness then I think it trickles into you know you wanting to take better care of your health and of your body and all of those things but I think it first starts with us having love of self and once we have that Mm -hmm. love of self those other things start to kind of fall into place right that is so true when you learn to love yourself you you can't do you can't do the opposite of that like you're not when you love yourself you're not going to constantly do things to sabotage yourself or to sabotage your efforts it's really literally like a domino effect you start loving yourself when you start loving yourself then you want to put things in your body that reflect your self-love yes you want to dress in a way that there you go <laughs> you'll you'll feed your mind differently you'll cut out drama and and even like All watching drama on tv oh my you, god you, girl yes you clean up shop and you just, you move different and you may even lose friends in the process of that. But it's like, it's literally a matter of raising your vibration. When you raise your vibration, anything that ain't, isn't on that frequency, it can't be there with you. It's kind of like attempting to turn on the radio and you want to hear 92.1, but you're on 8, 8.30 a.m. You're not going to be able to hear it. It's not possible. Mm. And it's the same way as we are vibrational beings. When you raise that vibration, that mess, that drama, those same old people. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn because when I started to move different, I'd be like, well, oh, why so-and-so didn't think of me? And I'm looking at mm-hmm. social media and they, mm-hmm. they have to eat. And I'm like, I would have wanted to go out to eat. Yes. But then when I had to tell myself, we're not on the same vibration. Yes. That's why they, they didn't think about you. They couldn't think about you because you're not on their wavelength. Girl. So that's why I didn't get the invite. And I had to be at peace with that. Yes. And find my with people who were on the same vibration oh focused self who folk who focused on self-love and honoring in their purpose and they wasn't hustling they wasn't trying to be movers and shakers or chasing behind this they had goals and aspirations and not to say that if you do have friends that are that there's anything wrong with that but that type of thing just didn't fit my life and where I was in it anymore and so that meant some people fell off and I had to be okay with that mm. it hurts it does it does absolutely but it didn't but I learned to to nurse that pain until my tribe came and now that my tribe is forming and building I'm okay with the people that I had to let go and the people who didn't show up for me when I wanted them to let me tell you first you are all up and down my street okay and I'm sure (laughs) if you're on my street you're also on these listening streets you said so much in that yes 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 so the self-love and I'm, I'm not trying to be repetitive here but when you begin to really truly love yourself like you said 
everything around you has to reflect that. So your friends will reflect that. Your What you're eating will reflect that. Um, the things that you're watching on TV will reflect that. My friends, they get on me all of the time because they watch a lot of reality TV. And I don't knock them for it. But, you know, I do kind of take digs here and there because I'm like, I don't watch that stuff. I can remember, like, when Love and Hip Hop and all of that craziness housewives and all of that stuff i probably watched like maybe the first one or two seasons of it and then i remember being really convicted because my pastor was talking about it in church one sunday and he was like y'all sitting here watching all of this drama all this negativity all this craziness and wondering why you why you feeling some type of way you know you're letting that spirit into your space and into your you know into your household and all of that stuff like it's garbage so why are you even allowing it and then it always bothered me that and and here's my here's me on my soapbox that you know Mona Scott Young was you know literally mm-hmm. allowing women her sisters you know to be depicted in such a negative um way you know I feel like we have to be in more of control of how we are being shown on television like we, we have to, we have to control those narratives. We need to be seen in more of a positive light. We shouldn't be seen on there looking crazy. And so the more and more I thought about it and every time I would watch it, I would just be more convicted to the point where I was like, I don't even want this in my spirit. I don't want this in my house. Why am I in a bad mood? I was fine until I sat down and watched this and watched them fighting and calling each other out their name. And I don't have those type of relationships. So why am I sitting here entertaining that, right? So I got, I stopped watching that some years ago and I know it's you know it's popular and there's a lot of people that are still watching it but I don't know if you heard recently about um Tamar Braxton and she talked about just how toxic you know it was and and what it's done to her you know what it's done to her spirit what it's done to her mentally um from being on this show and just again you know perpetuating these stereotypes and and how you know where they once had an idea about having a positive and I don't know how true that is but you know I want to come on here and I want to showcase myself in a positive light and then it's like well no that's not what this is about and you got to fight you got to cuss and you got to do this and that and then you know becoming that in order to get that paycheck and so mm. you know so I, I I'm very cautious about you know what I allow into my spirit um, I'm always you know harping on guarding your gates and that's with everything, what you listen to, what you watch, the conversations that you have. Like you said, your tribe. You know, I had friends and I realized that, you know, we were just kind of going in different directions. And while it may have hurt, you know, to see them go, I just was like, we're on different paths. We like different things. We have different interests. I love y'all. But, you know, I just realized that I'm going somewhere else. So I'm going somewhere different. And I stopped getting the invitations and I did feel some type of way like, well, dad, they not, you know, they're not including me anymore. But like you said, you know, I was we we were going two different paths and I feel like I was out there and God was really, you know, saying to me, I'm the divine orchestrator and I am bringing you into a different tribe or I'm finding a different tribe of women where you're going to have like interests and you're going to be able to be your authentic genuine self and not be judged and you're going to be able to encourage each other and motivate each other and empower each other because that's the type of energy I want to be around that's the type of frequency I want to be a part of if it's not that I don't have time for it I just don't have time for it at all so yes I I, that's where I am that's the space that I'm in and that's the place that I'm in in my life so I can I can relate to you 100% on that. So, 
perfect perfect segue into I think I found me a new health and wellness coach and maybe even a girlfriend to kind of hang out with and, and yes. run some things <laughs> so all right so we talked about um the testimonials and things like that so I know I've kept you way longer than I said that I would and I'm sorry but these conversations are so good <laughs> I know I appreciate having them so don't feel any type of way okay because if you need to go be like look Tapta we need to wrap this thing up you're talking too much <laughs> but uh, all right so what is your why share your why why what is the driving force behind what Nikki does you know, just to keep it simple is that I've just reached that age where I just can no longer do what's trendy or what's the next big thing. Like, I only have time to help people heal their bodies, particularly, you know, women of color. Um, like, I'm just here. I'm just here to serve simply as a vessel and a messenger and a healer. And so that's my why. I want to see our communities change. And I know our communities will change when our women change and when our women learn to love themselves and get rid of those trapped emotions in the womb space and the trauma in the womb space and get rid of the the mental clutter um, and come forth to be who they said they were going to come forth and be in this lifetime. And so I do it for the women in our community and for the future generations that will just spawn beautiful, melanated humans who will change the world and and that's my why. Mm, I like that. I like that. Um, I think that what you do is so important and so needed um, within our community. Like you said, you know, our community um, is solely like, I'm not going to say on the shoulders of, but I would say that the women that's within our community, um, they are the ones that are going to take us on to like you said into greatness they are the ones that are birthing the new generations they are the ones that are raising up our future and so it's so important that they are loved and that they are taken care of not taking anything away from our men because of course we don't do it by ourselves but the, the the many roles that we play as women especially within our community it's important that we have you know um people or that we have services or we have things like this that we can tap into to make sure that again we're operating on those frequencies that we are you know at our our best selves you know health wise holistic wise um and so with that I'm going to ask you this because I know that you know a lot of people are not receptive or a lot of people don't necessarily understand the importance of healing and you know and herbalism and all of those things they don't really get it or you have those who you know old school saints who may feel like ah oh, you know that that go against the bible and that ain't right and you know whatever their ideology is so with that being said with you wanting to help women and help our community what do you feel have been some of the challenges that you have seen or you have faced within your line of work or what you do people's reluctance to change and not wanting to do the work that's really literally it um like people are just wanting to like well you know i don't want to give up this i don't want to give up that i don't want to unpack the work like for example when i had a soul guided session 
earlier in the week with a client and, and you know she was like well I already did all of that and I'm like yeah dude you did all of that but you ain't finished <laughs> I was like you didn't finish I was like what you holding on to it's still there you still got more work to do and and willing to will and the willingness to do everything else but that one last thing that you need the most and if that means journaling every single day for 90 days and that and then that would be what it would take to unpack your childhood trauma and to heal your inner child or taking the inner inner child journal or the shadow work journal and working through those things or changing your diet which may mean you got to give up wheat meat dairy and sugar because your uterus is full of fibroids and you're bleeding so heavily every month to the point that you're anemic or the doctor is saying we got to take out your whole um, uterus you know and people saying I don't want to do that I still want to eat crab legs and butter and eat steak and you know and that's the the hardest part to me because that means you're telling me you love your body you love food more than you love your body mm-hmm. and that and that and that and that is the hardest part because then I have to say there isn't anything I can do that I can't help you when you're ready I'll be here but for now you're not ready so there's nothing that I can do wow what I found is that you said that one thing that we're holding on to or that one task that we're refusing to let go of or refusing to overcome that is where the breakthrough is (laughs) Mm -hmm. that is where the breakthrough that's where the breakthrough lies it's in that one thing that you refuse to hold to let go of or that one thing that you refuse to do that one change that we need to make that one altering decision and that's where the breakthrough is it's in that thing that you're holding on to it's in that thing that you're afraid of to step out of to step out of your comfort zone or you feel like if i do this i don't know you know what's on the other side of that on the other side of that is where the breakthrough is and i think that that's the hardest part of coaching because even as a life coach you know like you said i can i can't do the work for you i can you know talk you through it we can have conversations we can you know drill down to you know what the issues is and what's causing you to be stuck but once we do that and we set this action plan or we set these next steps that's on you and and until you're willing to do those steps you know I could sit here and and talk to you or, or help you with these steps all day long but I cannot do it for you and so unless you're willing to put the work in then it doesn't work. It only works if you work it. So I hear you on that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you were literally like just like in my medical file because everything you said about the um, the uterine fibroids, that was literally my story. Um, I was diagnosed when I was about 28 years old. Um, I had about three fibroids and they were the size of probably um a dime and they were small and they didn't bother me and I went to the doctor just for a regular routine exam and they said uh they pressed it you know pressed in my abdomen and I felt some discomfort and they said have you ever been diagnosed as having fibroids and I said no and so I went and did a um, ultrasound and sure enough there they were and they said well they, they're not bothering you then don't bother them don't worry about it and that was it there was no further discussion about you know prevention or what I needed to do or I just went about my life and so 
maybe within three years, they started giving me problems. And then within five to seven years, everything that you said, um, the, the heavy bleeding, um, they started to multiply. Um, it got to a point where I had to, you know, take FMLA. I was severely anemic. Um, I was almost to the point where I had to get blood transfusions. Like that was my life. And I battled and fought with these things for 10 years. You know, they put me on birth control and, and then that made the situation even worse. Um, I started learning and doing the research and understanding that, you know, why would you prescribe someone hormones when they feed off of hormones? And so you're just making my situation worse. You're treating my symptoms, you're treating my cramping, but you're making the situation worse. And so finally, I met a doctor and she told me that I had two options. I was about 38 years old and I had, had both of my children. I wasn't planning on having any more children. My husband and I just, just, you know, we knew that that wasn't an option for us. And I was 38 years old and she said, well, are you going to have any more children? And I said, no. And she said, well, you have two options here. She said, you can either do um, a full hysterectomy um, or you can stay on birth control, um, a low hormonal dosage, and, and that'll take you into premenopause. <laughs> at 38 years old and so I said well I don't want to do either one of those options and she was like well I mean you don't want any more kids so what's the big deal and you you will not believe how many women have that concept of I don't need this history I don't need this these um this uterus anymore I don't need these parts anymore because I'm not having any more kids and I don't need a period and all this and I'm like I get it. If it's the last resort, if it's a life or death situation, or if you just feel like that's the decision that you want to make. But for me, like that's a part of my body. And I know that there's other side effects and other things that come along when you start pulling things out of your body that God placed on the inside of you. And so I was just adamant that that was not an option for me, that I was not going to do that. Um, I had asked her at the time if I was a candidate for UFE you know, uterine, uterine fibroid embolization. And she told me, no, she said, your fibroids are too small, but your uterus is full of them. And so that was pretty much what she told me. She said, you got two options, hysterectomy or, um, or birth control, low, low, low hormonal birth control. Mm -hmm. And I started taking this birth control and it made me absolutely crazy. It made me bleed more. Um, it sent me into depression. Um, I, my, I was erratic. My hormones were all over the place. And I did that for about six months. And I said, you know what? I'm getting off of this thing before I kill myself or kill my husband or something like that. I said, I, this, I can't do this anymore. And so um, I suffered again for probably another year or so. And then I found another doctor um, who I went to. And then we started talking about alternatives. And one of the things that she really stressed and emphasized to me was again, she said, you, she said, I, I want you to go plant-based. And I was like, uh, I'm not ready for that. And she was like, it's imperative that you start changing your lifestyle. She said, because we can do these things, but if you don't change your lifestyle, you always run the risk of the fibroids returning. And so that was kind of the beginning of my journey. And like you said, I had to ask myself, do I love those crab legs and butter more than I love Tabitha? Um, do I want to continue to suffer? Do I want to continue to be anemic? Or do I want to live a life where I am, again, that I have that I have energy, that I'm healthy, and that, you know, I, I have the vitality. And, you know, 
looking at it now or actually saying it aloud, sometimes we have to say things out loud to ourselves for it to make sense or for it to resonate. Do I like crab legs more than me? <laughs> and, and, you know, when you think about it like that and you take it from that perspective, it makes total sense. But at the time I was like, mm. and so again, I had to do it in baby steps. I had to do it in increments. Um, I had to, you know, moderate, modify and eliminate things slowly. And I'm still not a hundred percent there. I'll be honest. I'll be transparent, but I'm doing a lot better than I was. I feel a lot better than I was. And I know that I'm taking, um, more and more steps every day to becoming a healthier, happier me. And that is good. And that, that is what really matters. And I would never advise anyone to go cold turkey. You're not going to make it, you know, unless you're really sick and tired. And, you know, the average person hasn't really re reached that 100% fed up point. Like you have to be at that 100% fed up point. But it's just easier to transition. If that means transition from the meat diet to only eating seafood for a little while, and then you start to cut out seafood and then when you get there, maybe you can start working on an estrogen dominant diet because for some women, they just do have estrogen dominant bodies, which means their body's gonna always produce a lot of excess estrogen that their liver has to filter out. Mm -hmm. And that means you might shouldn't just eat certain foods like chickpeas and eggplants and, and soy and flax seeds and um, just a lot of different fruits and vegetables that it and the history of polycystic syndrome or uterus or breast cancer, things of that nature. You just have to stay away from those things. You just cannot be part of your diet. Just really recognize that and accept that and just knowing that doing this as an investment into your health and is what is best for you and you'll be happy and healthier without it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's where you come in, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't necessarily know. Like, I recently started taking flaxseed because when I was reading, it said that flaxseed is good for you. And it may be, but it may not be good for everyone. So mm -hmm. understanding what works with you and what doesn't. And mm -hmm. so perfect segue <laughs> into the next question. How does someone become an herbalist? Well, you know, there's many different paths to this, um, to herbalism. I would say, like, if you don't have someone that you can study under, it's best to just, you know, find a school that would fit the um, good view. There are a lot of online programs. I took that route in, in addition to just working with um, someone directly and just reaching out to people in my family who had studied this for a good bit and just, you know, understanding the, the remedies and the ways of the wise that had got them through that and generations through things and just coupling them together. And that was, you know, that was my path, but everybody has their, their own different path. And it's one of those things that I cannot, I can honestly say, I can't even say, you should do this, 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 this. I just have to say, you have to sit with it and follow your own spirit and your own tuition and just know and understand that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear and just trust the process. Awesome. Because there may be someone out there that's listening right now that 
feels like they they have that tug on their spirit or like we talked about earlier maybe running from that calling or may just not have a clear understanding like you said when you first you know started to feel it or you know when you first received the calling you didn't actually know what it meant or how you felt or what you needed to do next and so that's really why I asked that question because there may be someone out there that you know maybe feeling like hey I think that I have this gift or I think that I have this gift but I don't know what to do next with it so thank you for that you're welcome and then you know with that being said just know and understand there's enough space for us all like it isn't like when you go in the store there is 15, 10 different products, different brand lines for one same product. And you go in a store, you have options of the different types of vitamin C that you want to buy. And it's all the same vitamin C. But right. you know, you have options. So, you know, don't ever feel like, you know, like even if you look at like sea moss and it's extremely trendy right now. So we're like, oh, you know, I want to make sea moss, but so many people sell it. Don't worry about that. It's the same way with this Buku's and nail salons. They can't all serve all the same people. That's so, right. You know, there's, there's room for us all. There's enough abundance for us all. If that's your path and that's part of your life purposes and you're not following it for a wave or a trend or to make money or to hustle people, it'll all fall into place for you. That's the important part is not chasing the dollar, but chasing your passion. I think when you chase your passion or you chase your purpose instead of focusing on the money, because I know for me, like, again, I felt like I, when I started doing this, you know, women's empowerment thing, I never looked at it as a money source. It was just about me helping women. And so, you know, the podcast and even writing the books and, you know, life coaching and things like that. As time has gone on, it's like, of course, you know, I want to figure out how to monetize certain things, right? Because you're putting your energy and different things into it, but I've never done it solely for the money. So like you said, not being out here trying to hustle people, not being out here trying to take advantage or, you know, just get that quick buck because you'll get the quick buck, but in the end, you'll end up losing that person or that customer or that client that, you know, you could have established a relationship with if you were just out to genuinely help them. So making sure that you're chasing the purpose and allowing the money to follow. Um, So we're going to wrap up. Um, I just have just maybe a couple more questions. You talked about, um, and I I was taking notes here. You talked about the, um, the healing frequency and I took notes on that. And then you also told us about the fire cider, which I've taken notes on that. And I'm lucky because I know how to contact you. So if I forget or need something, I'm going to say, hey, Nikki, what was that thing you told me about? Yes, most <laughs> definitely. The fire cider, the, um, the healing frequencies. You also told us about, and I, about the bread. I forgot the name of the bread again. This, it, what was, it's, it's spelt. It's S P. E-L-T, spelt. Spelt, spelt mm-hmm. bread. So mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely check that out. Um, so you've given us so many jewels and nuggets and tips and things like that. And I really appreciate you for it. But I'm going to ask you for just a couple more. Um, okay. If you had to give some daily recommendations to the listeners just to kind of maintain and help keep their immune systems strong, what would you advise them? Well, you know, I said this before and I'll say it again, you know, just really in these times just being mindful of your diet and what you're consuming on a daily basis. And and if you are eating out all the time or constantly eating fast food, just cutting back because your first line of defense 
is your is your diet you know so what you're feeding your, your body can't show up and be healthy and strong for you if you aren't feeding it the vital nutrients via the foods that you eat from it because you can take supplement after supplement after supplement but if you have digestive issues or your intestines are full of poop or you have malabsorption it can't absorb any of those you're just literally peeing them out so it's you know it's purposeless so just being really first mindful of the diet and then these peril times you know taking extra dosages of vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, sea moss. I'd even encourage you if your um, budget can't afford to do so to take black seed oil, which is literally oil that's compressed from black cumin seeds. And it's a really good, strong um, immunity booster. I have it listed in my herbal protocol to help people fight COVID. It has there's been records, it's all fun records of people who have used COVID, um, use black seed cumin oil to fight COVID. So doing that, getting out and moving, incorporating dry brushing into your daily routine to move stagnant lymph. And, um, you know, dry brushing is literally just taking a, a brush that's designed for brushing the skin and brushing that and, and getting out and moving and enjoying, enjoying the sun as long as we have the sun and you know before it it gets too cold and storing up that vitamin d in the liver and then and then the outer sports tissue layers awesome listeners i hope you were paying attention i hope that you were writing these things down because it's very important um one one on that same note not on here colonics yes or no yes <laughs> you gotta get the poop out okay. yes yes i just did my first one um ever in i think i did it at the top of july because again had some digestive issues some things going on realizing that again making these lifestyle changes and stuff but i've always had issues with digestion and so i went for my first colonics and when i say it was the most interesting <laughs> experience that i've ever had but i would absolutely do it again um but there are some people who say it's a good thing and some people who say it's a bad thing so i just kind of wanted your take on it when you mentioned the digestive piece of it and so lastly, um, I would like for you, even though you have done this throughout this interview, and I, I have to say that you have been a most gracious guest, very pleasant, just love your energy, love your spirit. I definitely would like to have you back on the show sometime. Um, but Thank I would, you. no problem. But I would like for you to just um, bless us with one last message um because here at the winner's circle of course our mantra or our mission is always to uplift encourage and inspire women to live purpose-driven lives and so every time i have a guest on the show i always ask them to leave us with a message that either uplifts encourages or inspires the listeners or all three but um if you would just leave us with the message um i would appreciate that yes what was dropped into my spirit is divine timing if you are listening to this message, it is time for you to stop procrastinating, stop investing more time into social media than you do yourself. Stop working 40 plus hours a week for someone else and not giving time to your dreams. 
you know, like you, we were forced into a time period to just really sit down. And some of us use that time wisely or continue to use that time wisely. And some of us just missed the boat and we left and we missed it. But 2020 still is 2020. It still is the clear vision. There still is the time for you to elevate and evolve as a human individual and begin to work what work towards your life purposes. That new businesses you want to start, start them. Map out it and seek the resources that need to help and don't understand it. All you need to do is take a step. You don't got to see the whole staircase. If you want a man, work on yourself. And that person will find you when you are ready for that type of love. But most of us ain't ready. So that's mm. why that person hasn't showed up. Because if wow. they did show up, we destroy it. Wow. So, so trust divine timing. Know that everything work will work out for the good in the end. But be ready to do your part. And that's my parting message. <laughs> wow. Words of wisdom from Nikki Bell, the modern medicine woman. Thank you so much for being with us today, Nikki. You have truly blessed this podcast. Um, I am so thankful that I, that we, again, that divine timing, that divine connection, it's not by chance that our paths crossed. And I'm just thankful, you know, and and I always feel like I need to let people know in the moment um, that this, this, this meeting tonight or this podcast tonight, it blessed me just hearing it. I mean, you shared some things with me. Like I said, you was on my street in some areas and (laughs) there are some things that you said to me. And I'm always a believer that God uses people, um, to, again, to bless each other, to send messages to each other. And there are certain things that you said tonight that was dropped into my spirit. So thank you for that. Um, I appreciate you. And I'm so glad that you agreed to do this podcast with us this evening. Um, I just have one more ask of you, and that's mm-hmm. for you to share your social media, um, you know, whatever it is that you want to share regarding your business, how they can contact you, um, if you have any special promotions or whatever you have going on right now that you would like for the listeners to know, um, because I'm sure they may be reaching out to you. Just I don't know if anyone reached out to you when I shared your um, CMOS stuff, but um, I just want, you know, the listeners to have the opportunity to be able to connect with you um, if they feel led. Thank you. Thank you so much for your kind words. My heart is very grateful and I appreciate the opportunity to share my messages and share my life purposes. So I appreciate you just as much as well. And if anyone is looking to reach out to me, you can easily go to my website. It is teenyherbs.com and teeny is T-E-E-N-I-E herbs h-e-r-b-s dot com you're welcome to email me at nikki n-i-k-k-i at teenyherbs.com you can find me on social media at teeny herbs everything's teeny herbs and i'm most prominent on facebook i'm working on instagram i'm being a little bit more vocal up there but they are both teeny herbs i say my dms are always open i mean I'm one of those people, don't let yourself spiral. You can reach out to me. We can hop on the phone. We can do a soul guidance session. I can help get you to the other side. I am here 
If you live in the Oakland Township community, come on through, get your CMOS and your elderberry syrup. Or if you don't live in the metro Atlanta area for pickup, just hop onto my website and I'll be happy to ship out some goodies to you to help boost your immune system. And if you just need someone to talk to and help you get through your tough spot, I am here as well. And I appreciate anyone who's made it through this podcast and for listening. I really hope I did inspire anyone and everyone who heard this message and I appreciate the time and opportunity. Thank you so much, listeners. You heard it here. And I'm telling you, you do not want to miss an opportunity. So please make sure that you are following her on social media, Teeny Herbs, and that you connect with her and that you go ahead and get some of those herbs and get some of those products that she's talked about. Because again, guys, we know that you know, this COVID thing is no joke. And we want to make sure that we are have a built-up immunity and that we are ready to fight. We know that flu season is coming, um, you know, with everything else that's out here. And we just want to make sure that, again, we are our best selves so that we're able to um, combat anything that comes our way. So thank you all for listening to the Winter Circle podcast. We know that here at the Winter Circle, the conversations are different. Have a great day and be blessed. Thank you.